It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. Step to. Step. Step. Step to. You don't know that song? The, the point of this season is to be more, you know, going and more forward. Um, and each episode. You really, you really left me hanging there, bro. I did. All right. It's been a long time, but we are back. We shouldn't have left you for so long, but welcome back to the conversation. Hello to everyone who's watching. My name is Josh. My name is Elijah. And this is The Conversation, home to raw, relevant, honest discussion from a young adult perspective. My dog, how you feeling? You know, and, and the crazy thing is for like two seasons, he would always say, my guy, but my dog. Roof, roof. All right. Um, it feels well to be back. Listen, I'm so excited for this conversation that we're going to do. Um, it, it's so important, you know. Um, as you can tell by like kind of the feeling of this season, we're mature. We're we're we're, we're um, juniors now in this podcasting game, and so we're going to be more focused on getting right into the content and making sure that you are able to enjoy this conversation. Quick note: I want you to stop what you're doing and go get body armor. We're not sponsored by them. They did not pay us for this, but we're still going to give them a plug. But I'm hoping, because listen to this. Woohoo! Mm. You just going to drink it in front of the camera? Yeah. Drink it right into the microphone. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it, Josh. What are we talking about today, man? Today's topic is self-image. The title of this episode is Men in the Mirror, because I want to start off this season following the vision that we have of getting straight into the content, yeah. but also staying true to what we do. Yeah, it's raw, it's honest, it's relevant. Some conversations are serious, some are silly, but no matter where you are, hopefully you feel like you can pull up a chair and join us right at this table figuratively and join in on yeah. the conversation. Yeah. But I think it's important for us to talk about the way that we see ourselves. Yeah. The way that our self-image has been shaped mm -hmm. by positive experiences, by negative experiences, by the influences in our lives, because we're an influence in someone else's life. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I wanna get into it, but right before we do, please you, excuse me. Are you gonna me. mute your computer? I thought it was muted. <laughs> I thought it was muted. But go ahead. Before we get into that though, mm -hmm. you know we gotta start off with a hot take. Okay. As always. Okay. And I mean, the title of this episode is Man in the Mirror. Okay. So I think you know where I'm going with this. I don't. I need you to tell me what are the top five Michael Jackson songs ever recorded? Okay. Um, remember the time. Oh, yeah. Beat it. Thriller. They don't really care about us. Mm. Sleeper pick. And Earth, the Earth song. Earth song. Okay. Okay, what that was solid. That what was solid. I agree with you. Remember the time is mm -hmm. definitely up there. I don't think you gave enough credit to anything from the Off the Wall album, and that kind of upsets me. Um, but mm, okay, okay. I will also say Thriller is Thriller is in there. I think yeah. I think Thriller was the better album. Okay, slightly. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Okay, I get. That. I'm gonna throw in You Rock My World. Mm -hmm. Off the Invincible album, because mm -hmm. that's not talked about enough. Yeah. And just for kicks and giggles, I'm going to say We Are the World. Okay. Got you. Got shout you. Out, uh, special shout out, or I should say honorable mention to Heal the World, though. Mm. That was a good one, too. I know the Super Bowl halftime show we just had mm -hmm. was arguably 
the best ever, mm-hmm. top three. But I think that number one spot still goes to MJ. I've never seen. It. I can't judge. We weren't it. we weren't even alive when it happened, yeah. but I, yeah. I gotta give it to him. Yeah, it's it's kind of ironic that neither one of us said "Man in the Mirror" though. Hmm. I don't like the song. I like the concept. I don't. Like I, the I song. like the message of the song. Yeah. And in fact, it's really the message of the song that applies to what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And make a change. Yeah. Take a look at yourself. That's what we're focusing on yeah. right now. Yeah. Introspection, self-image, the way that we view ourselves and the way that we view our abilities. Yeah. Our capabilities. We are young adult men. Mm-hmm. So my first question to you about self-image is: When did you start to see yourself as a man? <laughs> at what point did you look at yourself and say, "I'm an adult now. I'm a man." Really? Really, I'll be honest. I'm still trying to figure that out now. Mm. I don't think I've fully unpacked what that comes with. I, and, and I don't think I will until I'm actually there. You know, I think it's going to take some time to be at a place to um, really unbox and unpack what it means to be an adult. Because in your time as an adult, and I think some of our older audiences can agree, like there's a... Um, expectation that comes with that and more importantly there is responsibility that comes with yes i think realizing i'm getting closer to be adult is now we're both Mm -hmm. seniors in college and we're both transitioning into a more adult-like world in regards to the fact that we have responsibilities right so we have bills we have we've we've had car insurance and phone bills and subscription bills for a long time but now there's rent there's gas there's electric all these different things that come with adulting mm-hmm. and come with that next stage of your life that you know we haven't really you know dealt with yeah. so i think for me i'm realizing myself as an adult um by the way that responsibility is coming and the way i respond to things is changing mm. you know um younger elijah um was a little bit more bite backish I love to bite back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I love to continue a conversation and an argument in some way or capacity. But as I continue to mature and grow, I've realized that listening is so much more powerful than talking. I know that's so crazy for some people to understand, but to listen to someone's opinion, someone's thoughts, and someone's worldview is so much more important than going out there and just blabbing about what's going on. Like, as I've come to know, me and Josh have done some really, really cool stuff yeah. in our own individual yeah. lives. Uh, but more importantly, when it comes to us talking to each other, we don't focus on that. We focus on the fact that we're growing and trying to figure out life and we're maturing as adults and mm-hmm. as men. And that comes with listening to each other. And so I think um, I think I'll say at 20, at 20, at 20, 2020 was really one of the big years when I really started to see myself and look at myself like oh shoot you know i'm I'm really growing up i'm really starting to figure out the world you know and my responses to things are changing but even more importantly the people around me are changing too you know like Mm -hmm. they're not looking at the world the same way that i did or Mm. they're not operating in the same way that i am they're moving differently right they're they're you know they're being different they're growing differently yeah they're growing differently yeah yeah and you're noticing that sometimes your relationships will change because your goals are changing. Yeah. Because you're moving a different place in life. Mm-hmm. If life is a journey, 
that at some point in the journey you transition out of childhood yeah and into adulthood mm -hmm. and that is a major part of your self-image how you identify do i identify as a kid or as an adult or a teenager or maybe i identify myself by where i am in school i'm yeah. a high schooler i'm a middle schooler i'm an adolescent at some point though we say i am an adult yeah not a girl a woman not yeah. a boy but a man mm -hmm. i think for me it's also a progression yeah identifying as a man as an adult it's ever-changing I'm still growing I'm still developing but I will for the rest of my adulthood mm -hmm. I don't I don't think you ever arrive at peak or prime adulthood I don't think you ever mm. should That's I don't good. think I don't That's think good. you I don't think you ever should but while traditionally it's easy to say that you become an adult at age 18 mm -hmm. I really feel like I feel like excuse me I became an adult after I went to college yeah I would say I would say at 20 as well mm -hmm. because at age 20 that was when we started this show actually yeah. I had been through some college mm -hmm. I had been out of my parents house a little bit I'd had some of some experiences of my own but I started to see myself as an adult when I noticed people around me saw me as an adult mm, yeah it was really it was really yeah. important especially my parents and some of the autonomy that they gave me mm -hmm. because during the height of the pandemic, I moved back in with them. I was living in a dorm, but then due to COVID-19, everyone on campus had to move out. Yeah. So now I'm back with my parents and they still ask me how I'm doing, of course. I still have a close relationship with them, but I did not feel that they were hovering over me. Uh. I did not feel that I needed their clearance or their authorization to move, not because I didn't respect them, but because they had given me in their eyes mm -hmm. room to make my own decisions yeah. yeah even decisions they didn't agree with mm. and that's when I think I became an adult and mm. I'm I am still growing and I'll always be growing mm -hmm. I hope that 23 year old Joshua looks at 21 year old Joshua and says I'm better because of what you did yeah I'm better because of the choices that you made yeah but I really love that you mentioned you knew that you were becoming an, an adult you knew you were becoming a man when you started reacting to things differently yeah when your choices changed your choices changed because your thoughts changed yeah the bible says in first corinthians 13 paul said when i became a man yeah. i put away childish, childish things. things yeah in my childhood he says before this in the first part of the verse i thought as a child Childhood. i reasoned as a child mm -hmm. he behaved as a child but when he became a man mm -hmm. when he became an adult he put away childish things. Yeah. For context, he's talking about love mm -hmm. in that chapter. Yeah. What love does. Mm -hmm. The type of person who is love. Jesus is love. Yeah. The type of person who shows love, the type of adult, the type of mature Christian who shows love is someone who doesn't insist on their own way. Someone right. who's patient and kind and believes and trusts all and doesn't boast or envy, mm -hmm. isn't proud. These are some characteristics that you need to put away childish things just to adopt, just to take on. Yeah. So what are some childish things in your life mm -hmm. that you feel you need to get rid of so that you can see yourself as a growing man, as a growing adult? Josh, this is so crazy because I've been unpacking this so much recently um, and, and just understanding there's so much that I, that I, have, to, that I have to let go of. Mm. Um, 
And the really big thing that I've understood was I've had to let go of certain people Mm. because they would kind of keep me in a place where, um, no, no, no. I would allow them to keep me That's in a good. place. I see what you did there. Where I wouldn't grow or I wouldn't be, you know, maturing or developing myself as a person. And I think I think I've grown to be okay with the fact that um people, you know, have their role in life. They have their, they have their role in your life, you know, and it's up to you to understand and mature in your realization of who they are and what they are. You know, I know a lot of people, and it's kind of a trendy thing to cut off people so often or to let people go or to just abandon people. Mm-hmm. I know that's a trend, but do you have a good valid reason behind mm-hmm. it? Because you don't want to cut off people who are sowing into your life the things that you need to grow and develop. You know, like I have my wonderful aunts right now, right? To cut them off would be a sign of immaturity on my end because they're the ones who are pushing me to grow. Cutting you off would be a sign of immaturity mm. because you also produce me and pr- prompt me to grow. And so um, I don't think I answered your question at all. No, you, no, you did. <laughs> but you did. yeah, I, I just think those experiences are just the really top things that I can think of. And also surrounding myself with people who are doing what I want to do. That's good. So That's like good. I want to go into student affairs and help higher education and help the field and cultivate an environment where students can learn and from that learning create a more equitable world, you know? And if you don't know what equitable is, um, it's where everyone is given the resources they need to succeed. I, I'll do a quick, quick little thing. Um, if you think about there are three people, you know, looking at a fence, you have a teenager and uh, a two-year-old and a child. They're at three different stages of life, and they all want to see the baseball game. The easy way to to do it to some people is to just um, give them, place them all at the same level, right? But if you still place them all at the same level and give them the same resources, somebody's still not going to be able to right. see the game right. because they're at three different levels. Right. But instead, give them the resources they need to do it. And so in my role, I want to help do that. But I'm learning how to do that by surrounding myself with people who do that for a living, mm-hmm. people who prioritize you know, education, how to make that impact, and how to be of influence. But in that being around them, I'm maturing myself. I don't talk the same way in conversations. I don't look at the same events the same way. I don't look at the same struggles the same way because I've surrounded myself with people who are growing and flourishing and developing. Mm. And so that's that's those are some of the things that have changed, not just me, but how I view myself. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and and how I, you know. So the next question that we're kind of tapping into right now is like, what influences and experiences shape your self image? Who do you surround yourself with on the daily? Are there are the people that you surround yourself investing in you, right? Giving you what you need to grow, giving what you need to develop it, to develop, or are they just taking from you? Mm. Are they just using you? Are they just um, are they just people who like to ride on your back or or, or um, just be there, or are they su- supporting you and promoting you to get further and That's to get question. to a point and a place that you need to be? That's good. That's good. Yeah. They determine the people that you surround yourself with mm-hmm. will determine to an extent where you go. Yeah. I love that correction you made earlier when you said at first people 
in your circle were keeping you down, then you corrected yourself and said, I allowed them to. Yeah, yeah. It takes maturity just to realize that. Yeah. My mom quotes a pastor by the name of Joyce Meyer mm -hmm. and says, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Yeah. The people who are closest to you, mm -hmm. some mentors and leaders will tell you the five people in your life closest yeah. to you along with the books that you are reading, mm -hmm. are two of the biggest determinants, or I should say biggest factors to your growth. Yeah, yeah. I cannot, there's, there's only so much growth that can take place in my life mm. when I am isolated. Yeah. Unfortunately for some, and fortunately for others, you are not the only one on the planet. Right. <laughs> you are not the only one on the planet. And exactly. we, could not, we could not live if it were not for other people. Yeah. If we if we think about the world broadly, we think about the ecosystems, we think about the different biomes, mm -hmm. everything is working together for life to take place. Yeah. I know you remember when you were in elementary school and you had to do that food chain activity. Mm -hmm. You have to match the animals with where they go, which yeah. animal eats which thing, and the plants were at the way bottom, mm -hmm. and then these little fish eat the plants, and yeah, the yeah. big fish eat the small fish. Mm -hmm. The whole point of that exercise was to show us at a young age that life could not happen without other living things around it. It's the same way with us. And your self-image ultimately determines not only how you see yourself, yeah. but how you're influencing others. Yeah. When, I know, when I know that I have power, mm -hmm. I'm gonna affirm you differently as a man. Ooh, yeah. Why? Because, I, because I already know that I'm a man. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I can see something in you that maybe you don't see in you, mm -hmm. but in order to do that effectively, I gotta have somebody else in my life mm -hmm. who sees something in me. Right. I say it like this, every little brother needs a little brother, mm -hmm. every big brother needs it's a big, big brother. brother. I agree, so I agree. So I completely concur with you, I agree that the people in your life, the people who are closest to us do determine our self-image, but I also wanna add, it's what you listen to and mm -hmm. what you watch. Yeah. It's how we're socialized. Mm -hmm. The school that you attend, the family that you're raised in, mm -hmm. th these are some things that you can't control, but they will determine your self-image. Yeah. If you grew up without a male figure in your life, mm -hmm. and a lot of black men unfortunately do, yeah. it is more difficult for you to see yourself as a leader mm -hmm. without being affirmed by another man that you are a leader. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. In another way, and another thing I wanna bring up, mm -hmm. our church background. Yeah. That's something that deserves to be talked about as well. Yeah. The people in our lives, like for example, we had our pastor on the show last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He affirms us. He does. But not only does he affirm us with his words, he shows us with his actions yep. that it's possible. When I serve him as an armor bearer, he tells me, Joshua, when I was 20, I was leading a young adult's ministry. Right. When he was 20, he got married. Now he's been married for over 50 years. Yeah. I don't want to talk too long, but these are just some of the things that influence us. Yeah. The music that you listen to, the yeah. shows that you watch on TV, the people you follow on Instagram, what you're seeing on your timeline that is going to affect the way that you see yourself. Yeah. So it's very key. Mm -hmm. And this transitions into the next question I have. How do you tell the difference between the influences in your life that are good and bad, the positive and negative influences? Yeah. Man, I just wanna say you dropped so many, so many dimes in that last, that last statement there. And I think it's so true what you said about people in your life, having them to affirm you and affirm where you're at mm -hmm. and affirm who you're growing into. 
because those are the people that are going to be in your corner at the end of the day. Those are the people who are invested in you. And I know investing kind of has this bad look on it because when you say like, Josh, I'm invested in you, it's like, what you mean by right. that? How are you gonna get a return? But you literally are like mm. when I, when I as a men, as a men, uh, a mentor to my mentees, uh, when I speak to them and I want to interact with them, I'm putting in nuggets and and wisdom things that I've learned because I want them to grow and yeah. I want them to go yeah. further than where I am. You know, my grandfather he always tells me this all the he tells me this all the time. He's like, when I tell you these things, Elijah, I'm not telling this just to be talking out the side of my neck. I'm telling you this because I don't want you to feel like you're limited to where you are, mm. but I want to expand your horizon so that you can grow. And that's really one of the key factors I think of when I think of positive and negative or healthy and unhealthy ways that people can affirm me and, and, and different relationships that harm or promote my self-image. How do I react when you come in a room? Do I react, one, out of happiness excitement like omg i'm so excited to see you yeah is it omg i wonder what they're going to give to me or it or is it um omg i can't believe they're in the room the top two are good and problematic the first one is good because it shows that you are ready to be sewn into mm. you're ready to be sown you're thirsty for what they're going to give to you you're thirsty for what um information is but you're also not only seeing them as as a person to give in to you right because when you see them you're happy you're like omg i haven't seen you in so long i'm so glad to see you you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying and it's also like oh i guess they'll sew into me while they're there yeah, yeah but the second person their reaction wasn't hey i'm so excited to see you it was what are they going to give to me today mm. and it wasn't you know you may not know what that person is going through when they walk into a room because just because I walk in the room and I look as if I'm happy or I look as if I'm good does not mean that's really how I am. Man. And I think just a quick you know, that's side heavy. note, when it comes to ministry as well, um, when you walk into a place or a space and, and people automatically assume that you're just ready to go out, pray, preach, mm -hmm. prophesy, or prophesy, um, there are some <laughs> moments where you're just really weak mm -hmm. and you don't have it. But when you're serving, everyone is just looking to take from you, you know? And the third person Man. is, you know, when you look at them, you're like, ah, I, I just don't want to be around them. Yeah. That's a negative relationship that you have to that person. And they may be harming the way that you view yourself. Exactly. Because the way that I interact with Josh or interact with certain people around me in, it influences how I see myself. Mm -hmm. So if I see you as you're doing right, you know what I'm saying? As if I see you as moving forward, growing and developing, I'm gonna be like, yo, I wanna do that too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now my self-image is, let me make sure I'm growing and developing. But it's really important that you don't become envious of where that mm. person is growing or going into. That you're not, that you're not looking at them and like, Man, I wish that was yeah. me. I'm going to do better than them and all that type of stuff. But instead, looking at them and be like, I appreciate where they are. Right. Let me make sure I'm on top of my stuff. Right. But it takes so much time to get to that point. And I think sometimes we kind of expect to kind of understand everything so easily and so simply, but it literally takes so much time. It's a and process. Yeah. It is such, and, and we had an episode 
um, called It's Not That Simple last season. I'd encourage you to check it out, where we literally highlight and outline the fact that everything that you think is simple is not. And growing and developing and understanding the value of your true self-image is really hard to do and really unpack. And I think for me, with the way that I interact with people and the way that I watch and listen, I'm so big on listening now because when I was growing up, I was not a good listener at all i was not that guy listening was not my skill not my gift not my ability my grandfather will always have to both of them actually would always have to tell me elijah you need to work on your listening need to work on your listening but it wasn't until we went through a whole panorama (laughs) that i realized like i really need to listen to the Mm -hmm. people around me because usually they're not just talking just to be talking right you know they want you to be better they want you to grow um but it's, it's a process to figure mm-hmm. out who people are in your life. But I don't want the listeners to hear this and be like, oh, well, I should be skeptical of everyone. There's a good level of skepticism, and then there's a bad one. You know, if someone co- – ooh, I just bit my tongue. Mm. Woo! Maybe you're supposed to be thinking about what you should say. Woo! Drink some of that mamba juice, I'm sure to hope. He's a healer. He's a healer. <laughs> oh. He's a healer. Hey, hey. Just take a minute. Just take a minute. Mm. That really hurt, y'all. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We're not editing this out. We're not. We're not gonna edit this out. Mm. And if you are watching on YouTube, I hope that you're seeing the pain that he's in. I'm actually taking a little bit of pleasure in this. I'm. I'm gonna say. What? I'm. I'm and those are the people that you don't want on <laughs> your team. That was an example. That was an example. Those are the you see what you I did there? On your team. Like I remember, there was y'all. Y'all. Oh. Wait. <laughs> Listen, there's going to be so much this season that happens. Just just enjoy the ride. Um, but there was a situation where, um, you know, I just felt as if I had no one around me, you know, mm-hmm. no one there, no one really supporting me. And it was really because I was looking at the wrong people for support. Can you say that again, please? There was a time when I was feeling lonely and nobody was there, but it's really because I was looking at the wrong people for support. There we go. Looking at the wrong people for support. A lot of times we get so caught up in um, certain just expectations of people that we never discussed in the beginning. Wow. I am really big wow. on contracts. This is going to sound so bad, but I am really big on contracts with relationships, friendships, mentorships, all of the ships. I'm really big on contracts. Outline to me what you expect out of Mm -hmm. this. Outline to me what you're expecting of me to do for you and what I'm expecting for you to do for me. It's not a give and take, but relationships should be where you know what you're getting yourself into. Friendships should be where you know what you're getting yourself into. When someone's a friend with me, I like to outline to them, okay, just going to let you know now, I'm going into a new season. Mm. I'm going to be pulling on you a little bit more. I just am, and it's because I'm going to need that support. But if I am going into a new season and I don't communicate that. How are you going to know? How am I going to know? Josh isn't going to yeah. know. So yeah. I'm over here suffering, pleading, crying, and Josh doesn't know. Mm. So I'm just bothering him, bothering him, bothering him. He may not see it as that, but I could see it as that because I'm like, oh, shoot, he probably think I'm a bother. But the real thing is I wouldn't think like that if I went through and told him, I'm about to go through a tough season. I'm going to need you. Yeah. I'm going to need your support. Yeah. 
I'm going to be on one leg or one arm. I'm going to be, you know, down for a little mm -hmm. bit. So I'm going to communicate to you, hey, I'm going to need this. Yeah. I did it with my um, aunt and uncle, and it was because I just thought about it. I was like, we can't expect people to know and assume what mm -hmm. you're needing. Communicate it. Because at the end of the day, when going back to the, the whole man in the mirror self-image conversation, it's important that you that you see yourself and realize how important it is that the people there who are with you and in the ground with you understand what you need. Because at the end of the day, if you feel like nobody's there for you, then when you look at yourself in the mirror, you'll see yourself as alone. Wow. And so it's it's just, there's so much to unpack with this, but that is, for me, some of the differences between healthy, unhealthy, self-image, and improving it is yeah. just conversing with the people you trust and love. Advocating for yourself. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning a lot just from listening to you say that. I'm honestly thinking about people in my life that I expected to do something for me that I shouldn't have been expecting. Yeah. And I'm not going to preach. That's not what this show is here for. <laughs> but I'm also learning there are some times we're expecting from people what only God can give us. Man. And then we're disappointed in people for letting us down mm -hmm. when really they could never fulfill the role that we were looking for them to fulfill. Yeah. They, we were looking for them to do God's job. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not to say the accountability is off the church, that Christians do not need to step up mm -hmm. because God uses the body of Christ mm -hmm. to minister to people. Right. That's, that's one way that he does his job. Right. I pray Lord, would you give me wisdom? Right. The Lord said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him come to me. Hey, family, this is Elijah. And listen, you know this conversation is getting so good. So listen, I want you to stay tuned for next week because we're coming back to finish this conversation. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop what you're doing. Like, share, subscribe. And if you're listening on podcast, I want you to go ahead and rate us. Give us some rates. Let us know how you really feel. All right. But listen, make sure you follow us on social media at post.conversation for more information. We'll see you next time. Peace.